0: So I'm calling it up and I'm like, Hey, this is Suki and they were like, Hi Suki, yes, two thirty and that was
1: it. <laughs> it's <laughs> that's honestly incredible. It sounds like you're trying to become a member of some secret society or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I felt like a secret agent. it's it it crazy.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Blake Fletcher, the Half Hour Intern. In today's episode, I interview tour manager Sookie. I have a really good feeling that this episode, more than any other, will have a lot of people feeling that they need to leave their jobs right away and go and do this for a living. So long story short, Sookie gets paid to travel for a living, travel all over the world in beautiful locations and he even gets paid to go out with people at night and party with them and have a good time. So it's pretty much the perfect job. Uh, really interestingly, about halfway through the interview, Sookie will go over the interview process for a job like this, which is incredibly emotionally taxing and demanding. It's, it's truly an incredible story. So uh, I think definitely listen to that if you are thinking about doing this for a living, because there is a definite demand up front in order to do a job like this. Um, during the interview, I mentioned a place called Ha Long Bay. And in the excitement of the interview and talking to Suki, I say that it's in North Thailand. That's actually in North Vietnam. I promise I'm not an idiot. I was just really excited at the time, um, but a beautiful place. So if any of you are in Vietnam, uh, definitely go check out Ha Long Bay while you're there. Without further ado, here is Suki with Tour Manager. Suki, thanks so much for being with me today, man. Thanks for having me. So, let's start out with I think the most important question first. Every time I'm speaking to you and I call you a tour guide, you get so angry and say, It's a tour manager, man. It's a tour manager, not a tour guide. Why is that? Why do you not like the name tour guide?
0: Well, it's not like that I don't like the name tour guide, Is that um, in the position that I'm in, we already have tour guides. So, tour guides, local guides, or cultural guides, and they're responsible for giving information about the area. Now, my job is a little bit different in the sense that, you know, me being the trip manager or the tour manager, I'm there to um, to organize and manage the whole trip as a whole like logistics and getting people from a to b and and things like that so i just want to have like a different
1: expected to know things about a lot of the areas that you go to i assume yes i do so what we say is
0: that uh me i know a little bit about a lot and our guides know a lot about a little bit
1: okay so you do tours in southeast asia that's where i met you So, like, let's say we go to temples um, in Cambodia. So, you know a little bit about those temples, you know a little bit about many areas in Cambodia, but you also would have a specific tour guide for those temples in Cambodia?
0: Yes, so I would have um, pretty in depth knowledge about some of the places that we go to um, in the back of my mind. Like, I've read up and researched all of it, and that's more to answer any questions that people may have outside of what the tour guide says or fill in the blanks that the tour guide misses. And um, yeah, just so, because sometimes uh, as you may have noticed, um, the local guides, sometimes their English is not, you know, as clear and they can't speak as loudly or project their voice as well. So that's what I'm there also.
1: Yeah, for sure. Is it? Oh, yeah. um, so what is your, what is your background prior to becoming a tour manager? I, I feel like for anybody in their, 20s, early 30s. It, like, if you're single, it sounds like basically the greatest job in the world. You get to travel the world, meet tons of other young people, have a really good time. I mean, on our trip, you got to come out drinking with us and partying with us almost every single night. I mean, it's a pretty sweet gig. I, and I feel like the. As the with the way that the economy is right now and stuff like that, with so many jobs, you have to kind of be specialized. And people are already looking for people that have a background having already done that. Um, So, what was your background, and how the heck did you land such a sweet job?
0: Well, um, my professional background is I am a teacher, so I have a um, bachelor of sport and recreation and education, and. I think in the interview process. What they told me is that you either have it or you don't. So, so there's definitely something that they're looking for. And um, how I did, how I actually got this job was in a random series of events. Um, I went online and I googled, you know, jobs in the, within the industry, which I've never done before. I received the email back within two hours saying there were those interviews um, for a position that was available the following week, and. I had to fly, so I actually emailed them, and um, I got accepted for the interview, and I actually told them I, I was not going to go to the interview because, you know, I had to fly, I would have to miss, like, a few days off work, and um, because it was such a high-demand job, I, I thought that, you know, what's, there's no point in, in uh, not going to work and, and not earning some money and, you know, taking a huge risk, but, you know, my friends sort of convinced me, they were like... You know, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You know, to take the leap. You know, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. as uh, some people may say, and I flew down for the day, and you know, they must have liked what they saw because here I am now talking to you about it.
1: That's so crazy. So, the very first time that you search for a job like that, you immediately got a response. Yep. Wow, that is amazing. So, now, what is the interview process like? How do you nail an interview like that? Do they make you do a, a tour?
0: Yeah, so um, how it works is I send in my resume and, and my cover letter, etc. Um, they shortlist your um, – shortlist people on their resumes and, you know, how it looks and see if the people will suit. So I guess that my background being a teacher and being around people and things like that may have stood out a little bit. Now, with the interview process, they send you a topic, and the topic um, – is a topic about Asia, so it can vary from the Vietnam War to pandas to the Great Wall of China, and you have to do a three-minute speech on that topic. So that is the first stage um, of the interview. So you fly down. It's a group interview, so you'll be doing your speech in front of other people. Once you've done that speech, you have group activities, So they'll give you a task, or they'll give you a random topic for you to talk about, and they want to, and they want you to see how you work and and contribute to, you know, a sort of a group activity. Uh, From there, uh, it takes about three hours. Now, from there, they um, give you a phone number to ring, and they say, at this time, you ring this phone number and say your name, and they'll either give you a yes with an interview time, or a no, and no questions asked.
1: No So, yeah. That's very, uh, like the bachelor with like getting a rose or something like that
0: i you know? <laughs> oh, definitely felt like it uh, so i call up the number and so i'm calling it up and i'm like hey this is suki and they were like hi suki yes 230 and that was
1: it <laughs> it's that's <laughs> honestly incredible it sounds like you're trying to become a member of some secret society or something <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I felt like a secret agent. It was, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, and uh, so I had the private interview with three of me. Wait, the wait what, of the so what is
1: that feeling like when when you get when you hear like yes, two thirty? Like, what's going through your head?
0: Um, I was really nervous making that phone call because it was such a bizarre, um, you know, experience. You know, there's a number you get. If you get a no, that's it. No questions asked. So, you know, I was just you just wait there you literally just sit there and wait for the time to come for you to ring and um, you know it felt great I, I rang up and I was a bit nervous I said my name they gave me a time and I was like okay I've, I've got an interview and the, the private interview or the one on one I should say is on the same day so you're spending this whole day just waiting around
1: wow that's crazy so then obviously you nail the interview um, and is that it then you, you just get the job no, and then
0: uh, from there you have an assignment. So they um, send you all the cities that you'll possibly be going to and then a bunch of things you have to know about these cities. So, um, you know, me being going to uni, I'm like, you know, assignment, that's going to be pretty easy, but this was a legitimate assignment. Like my one was about 170, 180 pages long. And this is just like all the like all the cities. What's what's going on in these places? Some of the things to do and um, cultural stuff. And you know, it was a, it took me a while to get through it. Now once you pass, well, once they think that you're up to standard with your assignment, now you get s- flown to Bangkok. So you get flown to Asia where your training starts. And um once you make training, you you run through a tour that's not you're not actually um taking part in the tour, but you're running through the stages of it and you're still not guaranteed a job yet. So there were people there that have quit their jobs, moved out of their houses, sold their houses, you know, taking a huge leap of faith and making a huge risk. I'm um, taking a huge risk, I should say, and You know, it's not everyone gets a job at the end of the day.
1: So it's this group setting. So you and several other people who are wanting the same jobs have all shown up um, in Thailand to go through this same kind of fake tour process? Yeah.
0: It's just like The Amazing Race slash The Apprentice.
1: (laughs) It's a lot lot of good reality TV. I know. I
0: really like it. I think they should actually film it because sometimes I'll come down to the lobby and, you know, I'll see... One of the one of the members or one of the group members are just crying, and I'm, I'll go up and be like, hey, what's up? Are you okay? And they'll be saying, I've just got asked to leave. No and,
1: way. That is just like The Apprentice. That's it. And every day
0: you have your challenges and your things that you need to do. I got to a stage where they had to put a curfew in because people weren't sleeping because they were so stressed out, and they were trying to do as much work as they can with the time that they had. So of course. They, put, they put a curfew in at midnight um so people would go to bed at midnight but then set an alarm to
1: wake up at 3 a.m to study so i mean just like a really hard college course or something yeah so now what happens if you get voted off as it were i mean do you still continue on to the end of the trip or how does that work no it's it's see
0: you later see you later they get um you get left where you are left <laughs> oh
1: my. that sounds like probably the most soul crushing experience that anyone could ever go through i couldn't even admit like in a country that you don't know that well in a city that you don't know just being left oh
0: i just i really felt for them because a lot of people these people really want the job because you know as you said at the beginning like you know this is a dream job You know, especially for a younger person, you know, there's not much stability, but you to travel the world and, as you said, meet amazing people and, like yourself, like how I met you, and um, getting paid to do it. You know, it's it's definitely one of the the best jobs that I can imagine people having. So, people really wanted it, and obviously, you'd be really disappointed when it doesn't go your way.
1: Yeah. So... In, in a minute we'll talk about uh what like a typical day on the job looks like for you now that you have the job and everything but on yeah. the heels of you talking about all the merits and the good things um about being a tour manager what wh- what is kind of the yin to that yang what are some of the negatives i imagine it's probably a little bit lonely sometimes anything else
0: yeah like just like with any job you know it's as a job and at the end of the day um there's always going to be pros and cons to, to everything. And people always say, you know, you have the best job in the world. I'd love to do your job, etc. But, you know, they don't see the, the other side of it. And the other side of it really is that, as you said, you get lonely. Um, there's no stability. So it's not like you can wake up and have a routine, say you go to the gym, see your friends. Your friends and your family are, are the people on the road or the people with you on your tour. So um, I have to make you know, the decision that the people I'm going to meet at the start of the tour, you know, these people are my friends, these people are my family for the duration of this trip and it makes it easier for me because um, I'm really concerned about, you know, if they're having a good time, how well they're doing and it makes it easier for me because then it doesn't feel like a job, it feels like these are my friends and I want them to have a good time and I want to show them around and I want them to learn things. Now, um, because it's such a uh, people-orientated job, it's... The people can make or break um, your trip, you know, they're the best and sometimes the worst part of the trip as well, you know. Not everybody has the same mindset and some people can be difficult, as you can imagine, meeting thousands and thousands of people.
1: So give um, me an example of the best and give me an example of the worst. So we'll start off We'll, we'll start off with the
0: worst and we end with the good, eh? So, um,
1: <laughs> good call. So,
0: so the, the worst is... Now there's no there's no bad people or terrible people, but the worst I think is when people come to a place, especially like Southeast Asia, with with a very closed mind and um, are not open to new things, and they're really concerned about small stuff. You know, they're really worried and disrespectful, and and they don't see the good uh, in the situation that they're in here. They don't appreciate where they are. You know, they've come to the other side of the world, and they're in beautiful place like for example cambodia where amazing temples thousands of years old and the food and the culture the smell and you know it's hot you know you book asia and in the summertime it's steaming hot 35 to 40 degrees every day what? It, it <laughs> so work most all the people time. i
1: think listening to this are going to be in america so what is that in fahrenheit <laughs> oh um 100 plus all right 100 plus
0: yeah. With so it's with like,
1: humidity on top of that.
0: Yeah, so if you think your know, humidity about ninety percent, hundred percent humidity, so everyone's sweating. Sometimes the aircon doesn't work. But you know what? Like you're not people aren't there to, to stay an aircon, they're not there to use Wi Fi, they're not there to um you know, to have McDonalds or whatever it is, they're there to have a cultural experience and to enjoy the country for how it is and the people that really get to me are the people that don't see that. You know, they're, they're so concerned about the small things that they don't appreciate where they are and the big things that are happening to them right now.
1: Yeah, that's so funny that you say that, man. Um, when I just met you um, during mine and my now fiance's trip to Southeast Asia and you were our tour manager, I remember during the first meeting on the first evening, you had to go over some, some of that information that, hey, some of these places won't have you know everything that you might... Be used to expecting. Um, and then you, you mentioned like maybe one of the places like the Wi Fi might go out or something like that. And it was so fu- like that was that it almost blew my mind even hearing you say that because when I left America to go on that trip, I was expecting to not even have internet for the entire month. You know, it never occurred to me. And I, and I was happy and excited about that fact. So, yeah, it's uh, it's funny to head to head out with this idea of, oh, well, I hope every one of my rooms has a blow dryer in it and, you know, the air conditioning is working 100% of the time. It's so interesting.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. And it's crazy how some people nitpick things so much. Like this one instance, we went to the Sunrise at Uncle Watt, and um, on this occasion, you know, it's one of the more beautiful sunsets I have seen. It was, I think I thought it was amazing. There were a lot of color changes. The weather was great. And I had somebody come up to me and said they were very disappointed and almost tears in their eyes. And I was like, why are you disappointed? And they're like, I wish. Um, You know, I wish that this was like this. I wish that we came at this time and I wish that we did this differently and I wish that, you know, there wasn't that many clouds and and I'm just like, you've just seen, because I've seen a few so I can sort of judge, but, you know, even if it rains or anything like that, like, it's, you know, it's, I think it's such an amazing experience and the fact that you're just there and you get to experience a sunrise at Uncle Watt, which a lot of people even people within the country you know their dream is to go to Uncle What and they might not for their whole lives might not be have have enough money to, to actually go and visit a temple within their own country and you know it's just they really sort of grind my gears I think
1: yeah that's so crazy man that's a that's sad you know for that person that they have that mindset but man that's very Kind of selfish as well to even bring that up to you. Like, why would you walk up to the person and you know, like, why would they walk up to you and, and like as if you can do anything about it? You know. Yeah.
0: You sort of, I do sort of feel responsible for for things. I know it's, it's I shouldn't feel responsible. Like, if it rains, you know, it's it's my fault. You know, if, it, <laughs> if the aircon doesn't work, it's my fault. If the wi-fi goes out, it's my fault. And uh, the only reason why I feel like it's my fault is because I don't like. I want everyone to have the best experience yeah. as they can possibly have. And, you know, when these things go bad, then, you know, it's, like, for me, the, it doesn't worry me, but I'm worried for them.
1: Yeah. Like, for sure.
0: example, in your case, um, with uh, Ha Long Bay. If,
1: oh, you um, don't have to remind me about the Ha Long Bay <laughs> incident. Yeah, I remember the Ha Long Bay incident. <laughs> No, that ended up being a really great day anyway. So what Sookie's yeah. referring to is there was a hurricane that went through Ha Long Bay, which is in the north of Thailand off Hanoi, which is supposed to be one of the most beautiful places in the entire world. I still have you yet know, to see sorry. it. I will I will sometime go back out and see it. But uh, due to the hurricane, we weren't able to go. And you could see the look on Suki's face when he was telling everyone in our group that we weren't going to be able to go to Ha Long Bay. He was absolutely devastated to be giving us the news that we couldn't go to ha Long bay which then made us feel so bad because it's you know obviously a hurricane is is not sookie's fault but man i can't imagine having somebody in your group that did not have that sort of understanding um so all right take us to a let, let's end on a high note now so what would like a, a really awesome example of a group or a person or the type of person that you really like to have on tour be well
0: that's um this is a good one because you get so many great people which is amazing and the best people are the people that have no expectations but they they want to experience everything for what it is for example people that are just open to trying new things and opening even if it's a good or bad experience they they welcome the experience and they welcome the journey and they're there for the adventure you know and like when I tell them that, you know, this is something that you should do or should experience, they don't even think about it, they just go ahead, and no matter what the situation, no matter rain, shine, hail, snow, um, they're going to have a good time, and that rubs off on the other people on the trip. Uh, If you see somebody having such a good time in a bad situation, you know, that has a positive effect on everybody, and it lifts the whole group. Definitely. And it's those people that, you know, When you look back at them, you know, even though they're on vacation, you know that you know, when that person is on their real life, you know, they they're gonna enjoy their life like a holiday is just them living in a different location, like and it's it's inspiring because it's me especially working you know i'm always like worrying about you know what's next and what to do next and if things go wrong you know how can i fix it and things like that and when you have these people with you on tour that are really understanding and very helpful and optimistic and you know it lifts my spirits as well and i think people can also also see that so
1: that's awesome man that's so cool um so tell me about a typical day um or a typical week that you go through yeah typical day sort of doesn't really exist right so Uh, that's why i said week i guess i mean like how much like in the morning do you have to wake up and like how long before the group do you wake up or do you just wake up at the same time as them and you know just kind of i guess more the behind the scenes stuff of being Uh, a tour manager
0: uh behind the scenes thing so um the day the couple of days before uh the tour depending on which um it is, that's when a lot of the work gets done so that's when um a lot of the you know, the planning and everything goes ahead um i have a, a list of things that i need to do each day and there's no time of when i need to get these things done as long as it's done within that day for example calling up suppliers um you know confirming um transfers and confirming flight tickets and all those little things. In uh, regards to what time I wake up, I usually wake up, I'm not sure what time everybody wakes up, but uh, a couple of hour, hour and a half or so before breakfast, just to make sure if I've done everything that I need to get done that day and transfers and everything are coming and
1: um, I try not to... Wait, 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 hang on so really quick, so how much sleep are you getting on the average night on, on a tour of yours? About five hours cool. average.
0: Yeah. So you get used to that. Like if you, if I get more than five hours, like I'm happy because the earliest I would go to bed is midnight. As you know. Yeah. The well, I would get to, get to bed as The point is midnight. of wanting
1: to make sure that everyone's having a good time. In addition to the fact that, like you said, they're, they're your friends and you want to hang out with your friends. You kind of, you know, at least the first night in any given city, you kind of need to make sure that people know how to get home safely and you know, all of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's that's definitely something. And obviously, there's the nights that you stay out a little bit later and more more nights, depending on how I'm feeling. But yeah, the the only time I really have to do work is either early in the morning or late at night. So, you know, sometimes I'll have to leave the group a little bit earlier um, just to make sure I get things done. And what I like to do is, you know, I don't really like people seeing me doing behind-the-scenes things. You know, it's just it's something, I don't know why that is, but I'd rather they just see me, like, if they see, don't see me doing any work, then I've done my job. Like, they don't, I don't want to worry them about me doing paperwork and making phone calls, and, you know, they don't need to see that.
1: That's so funny that you say that, man, because, yeah, on our tour, I never really saw you doing anything save for, I, I forget, like, one time I saw you filling out, like, half of one sheet of paperwork that took one minute, and I remember it's, it's, it it kind of like breaks the fourth wall it it, may, it it's like you start to as as it, i mean i think you're such a good tour manager, and you're so good at what you do, and you're also just an awesome guy, so you you connect with you so much, and you become your friend, so you really start to see you as more of just a a friend on the trip, you know, so when all of a sudden you see this person that you viewed almost as just this friend that happens to know a lot about the area, filling out paperwork, you're like, wait, 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 you're working right now? You, You kind of almost forget that the person's working, you know, if they're doing it right, which I think you have the right idea about that. Thank you. So, all right, uh try to take care of your work uh when people aren't looking or, you know early in the morning, late at night um, so, what are kind of like anchors for you, I guess throughout the trip, or are there any kind of like anchors or routines that you're able to work into your day, or is it every day is just crazy yeah every day is
0: is crazy and the first maybe the first six months I started with job I had, um, a sort of workout routine. I'll just try to do, you know, something active every day that will benefit my health because I, you know, there's a lot of eating and a lot of going out and things like that associated with the job. So I try to be as healthy as I could, but you know, it got very hard when, you know, you're on the road all day, you've been, and then you have an hour spare, and in that hour you can choose to relax or choose to do a workout. So <laughs> as I got a bit more worn out, I just decided to. You know, use that hour just to chill out and have some me time. Now, I'm um, I'm on. I message my friends a lot, and that's just because you know you, I need a connection with home, and yeah. you have to really make an effort because when your friends are at home, they're with other friends, they're with their family, and at the end of the day, if you don't make the effort, you're just a voice on the other side of the world, you know. And um, so, I have to really make an effort to stay connected with with people back home and know what's happening in their lives and. And it sort of makes me feel like I'm closer to home as well once once I get that sorted. So that's good.
1: Yeah. That's, good. that's nice. So let's go through some uh, quick questions here for everyone. So, um, yep. one, what is the pay range that somebody could expect if they were to become a tour manager?
0: Uh, depending on which, um, obviously, company you are working for. But um, I'm not entirely sure about all of them, but you can get between 60 to about... Two hundred dollars a day, US.
1: Okay. Um, what sort of education or training or background is needed? You kind of handle the background part. That it sounds like that can be variable. Did, with yeah. the company that you're with, do you know if they require a college degree?
0: Um, they do not. I don't, they don't require a college degree, but um, it is more beneficial because they know that uh, you can, you know, research, you can plan, and you can. Um, you know, do presentations and things like that and and figure things out if you need to. Yeah. So that's the upside of
1: that. Yeah. Um, what type of person do you think would do well in this job and should consider it if they think that they would want to? And then what type of person that maybe is hearing this thinking that they want to do it, would you advise to steer clear of that and say hey, you might not want to actually do that?
0: Um. If you're the guy or girl within your your friends and that is a that you're always organizing things and you're always the planner and you're also the person that everyone goes to when when they want to have a good time or they want to enjoy themselves and you should definitely do it because I know that there's a few people I've met that have been on an actual tour themselves and somebody would go up to them and be like hey you'll be really good at this and um, if, if that's you and you think you're responsible and uh, if, then this would definitely be a job for you if, if you, if you feel like you get at your feet if you stay in one place and you want to keep moving and experience a lot of things, then that's definitely something you should do. Um, for those that should stay stay away from it, I think there's a lot of people that I meet that love to party and love to drink and love to go out, and that's all they're about. Now, if you think that you know this job is you're going to go out every night and just get as class as you can and have a lot of fun what you do you but that's if that's all you're looking for this is definitely not a job for you it's a very selfless job it's yeah. very selfless
1: yeah sounds like it so why don't you give us uh all right a couple things couple things before we close out so one if you could give us the most memorable experience you have ever had while being on tour <laughs> Oh, that's a, that is a hard question there. Maybe top two, top three. All right.
0: Let's, the funny thing is when you say that, to, when you say that, you ask me that question, the things that come to mind, the most memorable things that come to mind are the things
1: that didn't go to plan. And um, It's funny to hear you say that, man, because life is so much that way, you know? I 100% agree. And when
0: I ask a lot of people that similar question, you know, they always tell me, the exact same like a story where something's going to go to plan and things had to adjust so uh, let's say let's do top two the first one I know you don't want to talk about this too much but it really was that whole Harlong Bay experience that I had with you because we first of all everyone was so psyched and to go to Harlong Bay and I was I think I was talking to you at the time when I was like you know what we're so lucky we get to go because there was a typhoon or hurricane that was coming in, and I really thought that we were going to be able to go to Halong Bay. I get a phone call telling us we couldn't go, and that's when I left um, the room and went outside, and, you know, all these you know, emotions started, like, building up, and I was like, I have this amazing group of people, and they're so excited to go to one of the wonders of the world, and I have to break the news to them that you know, they can't go, and when I was standing in front of you guys that day, and, you know, I was tearing up, and, and you I had to leave, because I just, I I couldn't get all the words out, but that day ended up being, like, amazing to me, like, we, we did something new, something I've never done, um, you, everybody was so optimistic, and, you know, they enjoyed it for what it was, obviously, they were disappointed, but, you know, they really, um, you know, took in the, the new experience and, and enjoy the day, and then that evening, even everything all changed up, and we got dressed up, and, you know, it was just, it was such a turnaround. You know, yeah, was such th- a <laughs> um, range of emotions on that day.
1: I think that ended up being the evening where we went to a nice restaurant, and there was a big group of older Japanese tourists, and we started doing all these, like, uh, drinking chants with them and stuff, and, Yeah. Very very memorable day for sure. That was that was awesome. a very memorable day. <laughs> <laughs> um, well,
0: what would the next one be? The next one would be it's another one that didn't go to to um, to plan. So um, I was on an island tour and we were going to Maya Bay. So for those that don't know who Maya Bay is or what Maya Bay is, it's the bay or the beach from the movie the beach starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Now um, we had this. Tour booked and it was windy, it was rainy, and the captain said, You know, it will clear up, it's not too windy, um, we should go out. But I'm like, Okay, let's do it. So, you know, because in these instances, you have to trust the professionals. You know, I'm not a boat driver or a captain and or know the winds or anything like that. So I trust the people that um, are in charge to give me good information. So we go out, it's a bit choppy, um, we can't actually go through. The, the bay head on we have to go around the side now this is a normal thing if it gets a bit too windy and i've never done this before so someone actually jumps into the water choppy very very choppy waves they're swimming to about 100 meters with a rope ties it to a rock i'm like what is he doing and the plan was for everybody to jump in the water pull themselves along the rock climb a cliffside and then do a walk through the bush to the actual bay
1: wait what and this is while you're managing this group of while imagining
0: this tour now whoa and this particular tour there was people that could barely swim so we're putting life jackets on people i'm asking if you know if you don't want to do it don't do it like i'm scared you know i swim a lot and i'm all about the adventure stuff and i was you know i was excited but nervous and um, people were getting waves of crashing on the rocks at the end of the cliff, and I was like, "Oh my god, like this could go very badly." And and I, I just put it out to them, you know, if you want to do this, you know, this is at your own risk. Um, you know, people, this is how crazy it was. Once we got to the other end, which was insane, like going through the waves and things. You know, people were crying, and I was like, "Why are you crying?" And they're like. I'm so proud of myself that I got through there and I did that. Wow! And you know, I had a girl that day that was the first time she's been in the ocean. Wow! Wow! And then she did that. Yeah. Oh, I just couldn't believe it. It was it was a crazy experience.
1: That's cool, man. It's
0: definitely That's memorable. Really cool. And obviously, the day that I met you as well.
1: <laughs> Likewise, life-changing experience. Life-changing. <laughs> Um, Alright, so let's end on if you could go back in time and give yourself uh, one piece of advice when you started down this path towards being a tour manager, what would that piece of advice be?
0: Ooh, that is a very hard question. I think... I think I would... Mm, I've got to get back in time and I would obviously love to have started this job a bit earlier. Uh, Maybe I would have go back a a few years back further and told myself then to pursue it. But um, I would go back and I would just tell myself, I was like, I'll be, hey know, before you start this job, one thing you need to remember is. First
1: of all, you look great today. (laughs) you are one handsome man (laughs) past (laughs) Suki.
0: keep that up i would say just take every experience um for what it is and you know enjoy your time you know traveling the world and enjoy you know meeting people from around the world and i think you know don't take things too seriously and um don't sweat the small stuff
1: (laughs) wise words and yolo of course Yolo, yeah. yolo. Yeah. yolo. definitely yolo <laughs> all right man well dude thank you so much i really appreciate it um you are a great man and a great tour guide and a tour manager Sorry, you're a great tour manager and uh, we appreciate all the info
0: mate thank you very much for having me um on on your show and i appreciate you taking time out of the day to ask me a few questions
1: hey absolutely man take care thank you